Yes, folks, it's Thursday afternoon. It's 2 p.m. Pacific. I got the applause of the right length. I'm Fred McMurray, which means this has to be... Ooh, I love the way the phasers fire. We're all here finally. Ray, Kristen, David, our special guest, and we're just rocking today, aren't we? Who's doing yeah. the intro today? Oh, intro. Oh, where did I do with it? Ah, Ray. I had it on a. We're going to start with normally. So I am in Aurora, Illinois. And the weather right now is cloudy and cold, 21.4 degrees. <laughs> and Kristen? Well, I was just checking your um, temperature because I'm not far from you, and it's only 19 here. Oh, wow. Just, just bring to my <laughs> point that it's always colder at my house than it is yours. We're having a heat wave. <laughs> yeah. And it's currently snowing here. I don't know about you. Um, and my, my, thermostat, my thermostat is set to 72, which is the only way I'm getting away with short sleeves. So for those of you who are not familiar, Ray and I um, continuously argue about how comfortable or uncomfortable it is in the Chicagoland area. Uh, David, what area of the country did you choose to be in today? Well, I escaped that cold, and uh, I am in Destin, Florida, actually Miramar Beach, and we're in the mid-60s. So I share, I, I understand your pain, but I, I left. I had to get out of there. You have choices. I'm so sorry for you, David. You have yeah. to endure that heat, heartbreak. that sweltering humidity. <laughs> Life is hard. Makes my hair curly. In Show <laughs> Beach, it's a nice mid-70s. I'm down to one hoodie a light hoodie, and it's just peaceful a mile or what, a block away from the beach. Now let's find out where our guest is. Yes. Uh, first, let me introduce her. Okay. Wait, just take it off mute, Anne. Uh, and then our first question to you is, will be, where are you and what's the weather like? Okay. This is Anne Huntington Sharma, and she is president and board member of the Huntington Learning Centers, the nation's leading to tutoring and test prep provider and oversees business strategy and growth initiatives, including partnerships, marketing, digital transformation, and franchise expansion. Welcome to the show. Where are you and how's the weather? Hello, hello. And it is a cold one here. Our main office is in New Jersey, Oradell, New Jersey. So we're in and out of snowstorms. It's about 30 degrees right now. Uh, oh, but this is the most fun I've had all day. So it's really fantastic to be here. Oh, it's just starting. It's just starting. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, you have to be a little crazy to be a host on this show. So <laughs> it helps. And extremely yeah. crazy to produce it, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Go ahead. I think Kristen gets the first question today. But Here she's muted. 
Oh, yes. How, I don't know how I did that. I like clicked on it and then I started talking. So first, let me say last night I was reading through your bio and I was like, oh, my gosh, what does this lady not do? So you are involved in so many great philanthropic things, everything from museums, various parts of the arts, the homeless, um, special needs, all kinds of stuff. And I don't know how you have time for your, I'm going to call it your main business, right, which is Huntington Learning Centers. Um, and I would assume that this year with COVID, uh, you have been particularly challenged. Is that safe to say? Well, I think that if you want something done, you give it to a busy person. So I'm involved in different areas that really uh, I'm passionate about, and the two areas are really education and art. Uh, my full-time job and it's basically 24-7 is Huntington Learning Center, and you are absolutely correct that COVID uh, has been a very challenging time. It's a time that we're still in, and before we, we started, uh, Ray was saying he got, he, he's getting his vaccines right now, so we're still living it. That said, with Huntington Learning Center, we change lives every single day because we fulfill our mission, which is to give every student the best education possible. But if you hold the phone, if you know anything about Huntington Learning Center, you know that we were started in 1977, which means we probably didn't have online back in the 70s. So up until March 2020, we were actually solely brick and mortar. Do you know what we did? We rolled up our sleeves, we worked 24 seven, and in a matter of days, we completely transformed our brick and mortar company and we brought us online to ensure that regardless of what came our way, we could help students and we could fulfill our mission just to give every student the best education possible. That is amazing. So that's like less than a 12 month turnaround to go from brick and mortar to virtual. Oh, thanks less than 12 days. It was an evolutionary challenge that you either did it or I guarantee I wouldn't be on this, this podcast today. That's right. Well, it was it, very timely today because I just had conferences with my um, junior high uh, child teachers today. And um, we were talking about the difference that the last two weeks, four days, um, but the difference in his level of engagement um, has really changed dramatically. And uh, before going back to school, he'd be like, oh my God, I hate school. It's so boring. I don't like anything. And he was really struggling to get his work done. And we had thought about, you know, maybe we need to get him into one of these supplemental learning centers so that he wasn't falling behind. And there were a lot of parents feeling the same way. And I'm really curious what you folks are doing to help some of these kids who, you know, maybe they didn't have access to the internet as they were going through COVID. Maybe today they really are falling behind. They, the parents are, are struggling to get them caught up. What kind of challenges are you seeing today as we transition maybe out of um, home learning environments back into schools? There are a lot of challenges and obstacles, but we look at them as opportunities. We were all thrown into COVID overnight. And then you put all the family members in under one roof. That means you were, you were working from home, but your students were also having remote schooling. So of course their Wi-Fi connectivity, there's a lot of issues at play. And it was in real time. Uh, so for all the teachers out there who had to 
transform and ensure that students were getting the skills they needed, uh, it, it was a huge, huge task. One that uh, works in some instances and in others it didn't because some students need that in person. That said, at Huntington, what we started, we started um, free webinars every single week to tackle issues that we were all facing. Issues, not only academic issues, but mental health issues, anxiety, what was really going on? And the learning loss that we're seeing and results are coming out and it's in all types of news outlets, be it a left wing or a right wing, everyone is agreeing that there is tremendous learning loss. It's a whole generation of lost skills. And so what we're doing at Huntington, we're partnering with the schools and we've been partnering with the schools for years and years. We partner with the schools and the families to ensure that everyone knows where their student is performing. So what we do is we start with an academic evaluation that pinpoints exactly where the student is. And then we build a customized learning plan that's developed specifically for that student to reach particular goals. And then we will, with of course the parents' approval, speak with the student's teacher to see how is that student doing in school. Now with remote, some students are still remote. It's very, very difficult. But that right. struggle, that struggle is, is happening, but it can be overcome by leaning on resources. So community resources, speaking with the teachers, calling us at 1-800-CAN-LEARN, and we can help. We saw over the summer that parents were pulling out their hair when trying to have remote schooling under that same roof. So we actually started something called Huntington Study Hall, where students can enroll attend one of our accredited centers. So we're at the same level of professionalism as the schools. We're accredited by Middle States Association and Western Association of, of schools and colleges. So a student can come in, uh, be at one of our accredited centers and actually attend their virtual school being proctored by a Huntington certified teacher. So with the times we have completely innovative and developed new programs that meet the needs of our con consumer. Does this mean that to buy a Huntington franchise, um, you almost need to be a teacher to buy into one of these? Absolutely not, no. So uh, within Huntington, we've been, well, we were started in 1977 and we've been franchising since 1985. We have fantastic systems and processes in place and fantastic support and training to ensure that regardless of what the background is, of that potential franchisee that they can be successful. Now, of course, there are a couple caveats. The franchisee probably needs to like kids. That's probably That's a trainer. <laughs> that said, that franchisee, the skills that they need to be successful, and they hire the appropriate staff. So they hire certified teachers. They hire individuals who are good at sales, who are good at, at areas that will complement them and help them be successful. But some of our top performers do not teach, have never taught, do not wish to teach, but they want to change lives. And we can change lives as, as a franchisee and as the entire Huntington community. So someone like Ray who likes to work on a business and not in a business. Perfect. It's just like the franchising slogan. You're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Yep. Same deal. Yep, yep. So what does it take to get involved in the Huntington? First of all, Huntington, to, to me, I, it's like Kleenex. Everybody knows Huntington. 
Alzheimer's. You know? <laughs> it, right? Can, am I wrong? There's, Thank you. I know there's a lot of, uh, of them I'm in the Chicagoland area. So uh, what does it take to get involved? What type of individual are you looking for? And monetarily, what does it take to get involved in, in your franchise? Excellent question. So first, if an individual is interested in franchising, I recommend looking at our website, which is huntingtonfranchise.com. If you forget that, that URL, I Google Huntington Learning Center, and I'm sure you will find our franchise. And it has a lot of details there. In terms of liquidity, there has to be a particular type of liquidity. To open a new Huntington Learning Center will be between 100 to 250,000. Uh, prior to COVID, we actually had in-house financing, but due to COVID, we've pushed pause on that. Uh, but we see very successful franchisees coming from, uh, if they are uh, managers, uh, halfway through their career, maybe they unfortunately uh, were fired from their position. This is a great way to refresh. It could be that it's a former family or a current family. We have a lot of our franchisees who have actually gone through the program. It could be someone who wants to go into business with their family. We have a lot of multi-generational franchisees, and there's no coincidence that my middle name is Huntington. It was actually founded by my parents, Eileen and Ray, so great name, Ray. Uh, so our uh, qualified potential franchisee, as I shared earlier, someone who likes kids, wants to make an impact in their community, and wants to make money. This is a business, which means you have to think about the bottom line. You have to think about KPIs. You have to understand that you're joining the franchise system, which means there are particular standards, brand standards, and you need to follow the system. If you're not interested in following the system, I don't think franchising is good for you. Uh, so in terms of Huntington, we have a fabulous system and all of our decisions are based off of our mission, which is to give every student the best education possible and our vision, which is world-class student results and franchisee profitability. If an individual is truly, truly interested, definitely go on our website uh, to get the details in terms of whether or not you qualify. Uh, by the way, switching over to uh, video uh, is is really indicative of the entrepreneurial spirit that one has to have to keep going, and failure is not an option. No, yeah. it was, uh, and you know, the and I work with with my parents, and they are absolutely wonderful. They were they were in Florida. They were like, okay, and go do this. So the team and I were like, okay. We're going to do this. Let's get it done. And it was so much fun because it was entrepreneurial. And last year we were 43 years old in terms of the company. This year we're 44. So I continuously said last year we were a 43-year-old startup. So now we're a 44-year-old startup. And we truly are because we keep on innovating. We keep on transforming all with that integrity and built on the foundation of the 44-plus years. So, That's fantastic. So, so after after what you just went through, moving forward for new franchisees, is that a different model now that they're buying into than they would have bought into 12 months ago? Beautiful question. So within franchising, for those who are new to franchising, franchising is regulated. There's this franchise disclosure document and everything in there is disclosed. Well, March 2020, we had to change the model, which means we needed to create amendments to that franchise agreement. So when you sign a franchise, you sign a franchise agreement. 
our term is a 10-year term. Uh, so uh, we created amendments. So an individual who's coming into the system, be it for a transfer center or a new center, they have the opportunity to offer online through an amendment. The franchise disclosure document that we are finalizing right now for, 20, for uh, next year, uh, that will have some changes. And you know what, we had to change overnight. And within franchising, adoption usually takes a long time, but with online, it was adopted by the system like that. That said, it was still a temporary amendment. So within franchising, one of the keys is really communication with, with the whole franchise system. And we have a fantastic franchise advisory council, lots of different councils, advertising fund boards, but the specific problem or the specific challenge or opportunity is what happens with online post-COVID. So we created an e-tutoring strategic council comprised of a diverse array of franchisees, and we are problem solving in real time. What does this look like once the amendment expires at the end of 2021? How does this roll into the Huntington model while making sure that we're able to have the methodology, have the efficacy, have the results, and do what we do really well, which is to help students? And I'd like to, we have to take a break and go um, to commercial right now. But when we come back, I'd like to um, comment on those things that you just mentioned for our listeners. What does that say about the quality of a franchisor when your franchisees come together so quickly and sign off on a change? That speaks volumes. So I'd like to go to commercial break, come back, and really talk about um, that's pretty incredible. So we'll get back to that just as soon as we take a quick commercial break, if you don't mind. This is the coolest thing I have ever seen. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new movements to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265. 5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine.com. And welcome back. And one thing I wanted to, to just bring to our listeners' attention is as many people are going through right now thinking about buying a franchise and some are going through their FDDs. I mean, the, the, the one thing that I think really stands out about Huntington and, and what you said about how quickly you were able to turn and change your FDD and things of that nature, pull your FAC together, the bigger an organization is, a lot of of times the harder it is to get things done right just in nature and a lot of times the, the harder it is to turn something and and 
I just think it's amazing that you were able to get these changes done so quickly. And as I said, you know, less than 12 months, and you said less than 12 months, less than 12 days. And I thought, holy cow, I mean, those are really big accomplishments. And I think that for people out there looking and maybe even considering a learning center, I mean, kudos to you and your team because, you know, put you in the middle of a pandemic and you've accomplished some really amazing things. So I want to congratulate you today because I would have never guessed somebody could do something to that magnitude so quickly, really. So great job. Thank you. And you know what? It takes team and we have a really fantastic team and it wasn't a nice to have. So the FDD stayed the same. We added amendments for online and Franchisees, we all had to adopt it because we needed to survive. We needed to make sure that we could help those students. And that's one of the reasons why franchising is so fantastic because, or fantastic, if you will, <laughs> um, because you have the backing of a franchisor. So when you're looking at an, a franchise concept, you want to understand who is that franchisor, what do they do in times of need, especially what, what did they do during COVID? We not only completely changed our business model and brought us online, we offered several temporary waivers for royalty, for ad funds, for different services, some of which we've continued to this day because we understand that franchisees, we're all small businesses and our goal is to help the franchisee stay in business. Right. And so uh, with the adoption of online, the franchisees, we all we all needed to make sure that we were really, really fortunate that we rolled up our sleeves and we became a 40-plus-year-old startup. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, and, and you said a couple things there that, that really caught my attention. And, and I know it, it you know, maybe it just slipped by, but you said we needed to survive. But then you said, and you said this several times, or at least a couple of times, the, re the driving force be behind needing to survive was because there were students that needed your help, which, which, is an, it, which is incredible to me that, yes, we need to survive, but the reason we need to survive is because there's people that need our help. And then you came back around and said, we need to help our franchisees stay in business. And, and, and I, just, I just love that the, the, the why out there is, is centered around helping, helping those students that need the help. Well, our vision statement, I'm sorry, our vision statement is world-class student results and franchisee profitability. If it was reversed, it wouldn't work. You have to put the student first, have the integrity of the methodology, the integrity of the program in order for you to do well financially. So I'm happy that you call that out because that's, that's who we are. We always put the student first. And, and One it, thing that caught my attention. Yeah, and the one thing that caught my attention that I was reading about um, in regards to Huntington is that you also have programs for special needs kids, correct? We do, and I serve on the board of the Learning Disabilities Association of America. One of the reasons why we're able to help special needs, uh, special education, general education, is all of our programs are individual to meet the students' needs. So nothing is cookie cutter. There's no skill and drill type. It's all individualized for that student. And we have many students who come in with an IEP, a 504, and then once they're done with Huntington, they might be in enrichment. It's absolutely phenomenal. In just about 50 hours of tutoring, so that's like a work week plus or minus, 
uh, a student will go up two, over two grade levels in reading and math. That's the change we make. On average, our students will go up 229 points on the SAT, 5.4 points on the ACT. A survey, we did it in 2019. Students on average receive $71,000 worth of scholarship opportunity, so it works. We wouldn't be in business for 44 years if it didn't work. Uh, so, so we do great things. Well, I think that um, anybody out there who's looking for a business and they also have the desire to make a difference in the world, this is definitely, it should definitely be on one of their lists to look at. Um, last question I'd like, like to ask you today because um, I certainly got the chills when David recapped some of the things that you talked about, the whys. Um, tell us what you folks do for um, giving back to the community. I mean, I think your business has the core value of giving back. Yeah, that was my next question. You stole it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Ray. But go ahead, Ann. It's, it's, it's teamwork, it's teamwork. It so, is. Um, Sometimes I get too excited. Ram, so yeah, I need back no. in. I said, if I take your line, you just point to me. And he gave me, I said, give me the finger. And he did. Okay, well, the pointer, the pointer finger. So in terms of giving back, uh, we give back every day in our communities because uh, we're helping families. Uh, think that that family dinner table where there's frustration, there's yelling, and then all of a sudden after Huntington, it's, like, wait, that's the same family. Everyone's happy and excited and, and there's serenity. In terms of giving back to the community, we have tremendous partnerships and it's a testament to our fantastic franchisees, especially during the height of COVID and in the spring and summer of last year, many of our franchisees partnered with different hospitals and first responders, uh, as simple as bringing pizza to the hospitals, uh, different types of drives, uh, so we, we give back every single day, and we're always looking for opportunities and partnerships to give back more, because that's in our DNA. That, that's who we are. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we, we want to be respectful of your time, because we know you, your schedule is absolutely packed. Um, if you have a couple minutes, Fred would really love to take you down the rabbit hole. Alice. Okay, Fred, it's that time. We're in okay. the matrix today. So, okay. welcome to Fred's world. It's a weird world, but what can I say? People <laughs> seem to like it. So, since our topic is the matrix and artificial intelligence today, will how will Huntington Learning Centers train artificial intelligence franchisees in the future? It's funny you, you say that. Well, I, I don't know which pill I took, so I don't, I don't know if I'm actually in the matrix, but here we are. I'll answer it regardless. Um, so in terms of um, augmented reality, AI, we value the person to person. We value the tutor, uh, especially in COVID. We see that brick and mortar is here to stay. And our curriculum works. Some of our copyrights, yes, they might be a little old, uh, but they work. They're not watered down. So in terms of technology, I'll broaden it more to overall technology. Uh, we see that it, it will enhance our current systems and processes. In terms of franchisees, franchisees will be human. Uh, that said, uh, there are a lot of really cool models that are, that are coming out that 
enable that franchisee, that human experience. Remember, we're dealing with students, so we don't want our students to be a guinea pig. We want to make sure that when a family trusts us and, and enrolls in Huntington, that they're getting a particular quality. Uh, so in terms of technology, in terms of augmented reality, AI, all of that, uh, it, there is a place for it. And as we develop and we move forward, I'm sure some of the ideas we thought were very, very whimsical might actually be reality. But forever, for Huntington, for students, we have to make sure that there is a place for the actual human, for the franchisee, and for, uh, for our tutor. I can say that I'm kind of disappointed there won't be AI franchisees, but I'm really happy you said the red pill, blue pill, because I finally get to use this. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. There you go. I've been happy, waiting to use that for such a long time. Thank you. You made it all. Huntington Help. We help all over. And our website is huntingtonhelp.com. Oh, you're killing Ray, though. He wanted to ask that last question. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. We can ask ask that question now. We all stole his questions today. So, uh, if you have people who are interested in your franchise, who do they call? Where do they get in touch with? And of course, all this information. Right, Fred, will be on our webpage. Is, so is. Is. Oh, con- well, right now it's on our webpage, and they can, you know, click on whatever they need. But go ahead and tell us how does one get a hold of someone to look into Huntington. Excellent. If you're interested in franchise opportunities, HuntingtonFranchise.com. If you're interested in, in consumer help, our, us helping you, HuntingtonHelps.com. When in doubt, 1-800-CAN-LEARN. There's this great World Wide Web. You'll find us there. Please connect on LinkedIn and, and find us. We, we're happy to help, and I'm so thrilled to, to be on this podcast today. Thank you so much. You've been wonderful, Anne. Keep up all the great work. We're so excited to hear about your next adventure and all the great work you do for the kids out there. Yep. Thank you. Thank great you. Thanks, Thank Anne. you. Thank you. And don't leave us yet because while Anne has to leave us, the show is not over. We're going to our next commercial break and then we'll come back and tell you why training and mentorship is so important before, while, and during buying a franchise. You're getting better at this. The Franchise Woman is a bi-monthly digital magazine that empowers women as they navigate the franchising industry by providing relevant news, tools, advice, and inspiration. We are a resource for women who are seeking to own their own businesses, improve their existing businesses, find creative solutions, and take advantage of franchise opportunities. We feature women in the business who best exemplify our ideals and have something to teach our readers. In addition to our exclusive articles relating to the female entrepreneur, we also feature brands that are geared for women. Women have become the fastest growing sector in business ownership and have become a powerful, influenceable force fueling the economy. The Franchise Woman will give you the news that is relevant to you to help you navigate the path of successful franchise ownership. By women, for women, and about women, we are the Franchise Woman. Join us today at www.thefranchisewoman.com. You know, I got to say, I've been waiting for that. 
red pill, blue pill, you know, quote for a while. And that just <laughs> made me really, really, really happy to be able to use that in correct context. I mean, you know, that's pretty cool, folks. That really, really is. So we'll we'll straighten Ray up here and we'll bring David down there. So that way everyone can see him. And there we go. So now we got a very yeah. nice disjoint screen. And yet we still have room for Kristen's thoughts. Dun, dun, dun. It's the little things that make you happy, Fred. It is. Um, the more I find I get to be uh, go back to my true roots of Monty Python and the flying, sorry, Monty Python, the holy, pick your Monty <laughs> Python, and the flying circus, I, it makes me happy putting them in and, and doing that. So take it away <laughs> with the mentoring segment. So as you might have noticed, for those of you who regularly listen, today was a little bit, as we would say, kitty sideways. So in... Um, normal situations, we would start off with the Million Dollar Mentorship Program, but today we are wrapping up with the Million Dollar Mentorship Program. And we've decided today that the three of us, your mentors, um, would talk to you about the importance of choosing a franchise that has training and mentorship as a key component, not only as you shop for a franchise, but while you're in the midst of buying and opening your franchise and also as you begin running your franchise. And training and mentorship shouldn't stop after you sign on the dotted line and write them your big old fat check. It should go on past the first year, as a matter of fact, that your doors are open. It should go on and on. And in many cases, you know, my business is 14 years old and I still have the support, mm. even from the franchisor. So we want to talk a little bit about that today. And uh, David, Ray, and I are going to take you from um, the very early stages and what that looks like in all three franchises that we've owned. And all of us are going to talk to you about different stages. So um, I, I found it interesting that uh, Molly made uh, Kristen's franchise, my franchise offered new owner training to existing owners. Yeah. And I actually thought, you know, I've been in business 17 years. I actually thought about going last year, but for whatever, I, just couldn't make the dates at that mm -hmm. time. So I had to cancel that. But the reason I would consider going is things have changed considerably during that time. And I would like to learn and also see all the people uh, at the home office, see what they were up to. And I think that's so important, that type of training being offered to even existing owners, ongoing training, you know, it's, it's great. Well, I think the, the thing, and, and David, I am really anxious to hear um, about your experience with Buffalo Wild Wings, but I know our businesses are so heavily connected on relationships. And for, for me, in shopping for a franchise, and our, our men, mentee right now, uh, Mario, he is in his discovery phase where he's talking with um, owners in two different franchise systems right now, and he's getting kind of the feel who are um, the franchises that are happy, who are the ones that are friendly, who are giving, and who are really kind of guarded and not so interested in sharing. And for me, that camaraderie, that sharing, that love of the system, so to speak, that's what sold me on my franchise. And to Ray's point, I mean, a 17-year-old owner being welcomed for free to go back to the franchisor with a group of people, a mixed group, 
you have office managers, you have new franchisees, you have 17-year-old veterans, and you're all brought together in a room, and you're talking about financials, you're talking about new systems, you're talking about marketing. I mean, talk about a, a rejuvenation and a refreshing week or three days, whatever it happens to be, there's nothing like that. And not a lot of systems offer those types of things. But it is very important. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. What about you, David? Yeah. Did you guys do any of that? I mean, you were right in the ground floor. Yeah, so, so um, boy, that's a, it's, it's so varied. After 28 years and three ownership groups, including uh, going public in the middle of all that, um, it changed a lot, right? So, but the core never, the core always stayed the same. And and certain ownership groups, certain uh, leadership executives did a better job with with communicating, training, getting the training out. Now, again, go back to the restaurant business, a little bit more complex because mm-hmm. we're changing menus every couple months or, or menu items. So the, the the hands-on product development training is ongoing. It never stops because. Um, you know, every time a new menu comes out, every time new menu items, anytime limited time offers, those training materials have to be put together. Then they have to be given to, you know, the management teams, the regional managers, onto the management teams, then train the staff. So that's sure. a, that's a lengthy process, and and the current leadership team is doing a phenomenal job of it. Prior to when, when I when I left in that we had really a structured great rollout, a structured rollout of, of the new items. As far as any other ongoing training, once again, they would have an you know annual convention or you know that that would update the franchisees. But the communication has always been there, no matter which ownership group had it. Um, you know, just updates. Uh, you know, um, keeping the owners informed, um, and then obviously during COVID, fell on this new ownership group, which was really still in their infancy, and they through zoom meetings everything else they were they were just phenomenal and and i'm assuming they still are so um as far as the the other thing that you know for a food franchise i'm not sure how it worked with anybody else even if we were a veteran this would i this would i absolutely love because it was a huge help even as veteran franchisees and again 28 years if i was still in and i opened up a new location tomorrow they would still have an opening team come in help us train the entire staff and, and stay there for several days, whatever it is, and, and help us get the thing going. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you open up the door, anything that you thought was going to happen didn't, and anything that you didn't think was going to happen did. So, so to, have, to have a bunch of experienced hands on hand helping out is, is, I've always, I mean, I think that's an absolute must that, an opening training team in our business, you know, maybe QSR also, but an opening training team was there to kind of help, help hold everybody's hands. Right. So, well, and I, I think that's, go ahead, Ray. So expect the unexpected is what you're saying. Always. Yes. What Everything what takes think? longer than you think it's going to take. <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Everything um, costs more than you think it's going to cost. So those two, all three of them. Well, one of the things that uh, Molly made offered is besides the corporate type training where you went to their office and, you know, you met with everyone and had, you know, pretty much covered all the all aspects of, of, of your franchise, they also uh, had you spend a week out with a mentor, an, another owner 
and and you just visited with them and went through their daily routine. Now, the way that uh, Molly May did it is they sent out a questionnaire to uh, at least I, I was I did both. You know, I did the beginning in the beginning I visited another franchise and then uh, several years ago I was a, tra a, tra a training site and th what they did was send out a questionnaire and asked, what do you want th that person that you're going to visit, that franchise, what do you want them to concentrate on? And a uh, majority of the people I trained that year wanted to uh, concentrate on how to keep the books, uh, about QuickBooks and, you know, things like that. So those are things I think are extremely important. And uh, Kristen, did you go through that same process or not? I did, and it's interesting because I think this is what I like about franchise systems um, and the fact, so so A, franchise, franchise systems offer you that, right, where if you were an entrepreneur going out on your own, you're literally on your own, right? You only know what you know, and in a franchise, you have, hopefully, you have one that has a, a program affiliated with it, and within that, like you said, we had the survey, right? And so I went down to um, to Nashville and I did my training and I really approached it from, I want to know at least a little bit about everything because I knew when I came back, everything from teaching the girls how to clean up to generating a deposit and taking it to the bank. Like there was literally, you know, I had run big box retail, right? And And so... I knew how to manage margins and products, and but I really didn't know what I didn't know, <laughs> you know? And so um, what I took away that week was very different probably than what you took away. And when I came back and I had people come and train with me, um, the things they came to me about were really more the hiring, the retention, and like the people management side, which is really different from the skills they got from you. And, you know, um, I always, like my whole training, the, the whole startup process, and we always laugh about this, right? Because I spent a lot of time my first month split between doing in-home consultations and out there with my girls. And I hired someone um, to split consultations with me and answer the phones with me. But I wanted, with every orientation group I had, I wanted to go out there and show them how to clean because I knew that if the clean wasn't good enough for me, it wasn't going to be good enough for my customer. Mm -hmm. And I had this really cute, super enthusiastic, lovely girl um, helping me in the office, and she could do fantastic at estimates. But I wasn't so sure that she could do as good as I could do or as good as I expected someone to do on a clean. And so I made sure that the girls understood how to deliver a clean to my standard. And I'm super picky. I mean, every time the girls are in my house, I'm like, okay, but what about this? Okay. And they're like, Kristen, seriously. I'm like, listen, people work hard for their money. And so my thing was that my money, my livelihood depended on the girls who were my frontline girls, right? And if my frontline was broken, it didn't matter how I managed my money because there wasn't going to be any, right? So, so I focused on those people first. And if I couldn't earn their respect, if they didn't believe in the same things I did, 
nothing else was going to matter. And so the way I built my business was very different than a lot of people. And um, I would like to believe that today, you know, my girls all know that I would never expect them to walk into a situation that I wouldn't walk into. You know, that's just not the way I run my business. And if there's something that I wouldn't touch, they don't touch it. And if something goes wrong in a house with a product, I need a picture. I can look at it and I can say, oh, you use this product. I know exactly what you did because I've done that before. I've made that mistake. And not because I used to clean houses, just because I try a lot of stuff out mm-hmm. to see what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so it's different what I, I did with my training. Now, some may say, well, then you must not be very good at your books. Well, I hate accounting. <laughs> I have an accountant for that. <laughs> And so, again, it's recognizing when you buy a business, what are you good at? What do you like to do, right? Yep. And, and plan accordingly. So, exactly. Exactly. And so I think that's important. And, and, you know, again, going back to do you work in or on and identifying strengths and weaknesses, you have to do that. And that is one of the best parts about owning your own business. Mm-hmm. You do what you like to do. And you have people, you hire people who do the things that eh, you're not so crazy about. You know? yeah. I still do my own oil changes. Why? People say, well, you're stupid. No, I like doing oil changes. You know, yeah. give me a chance to look at the car, make sure they're safe, the tires are good, the brakes are good, all the lights are working. You know, I like doing that. Most other franchise owners would say, um, no, thank you. And twenty nine ninety five, right down the street. <laughs> right. Well, I, I agree. I agree with 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 what Kristen was saying. Um, you know, again, I, I'm not privy to how new franchises and and you know how their initial training set up now because mine was done a long, long time ago. But it's extremely valuable, whether or not. I mean, again, working on the business and the business but to know all the moving parts of your business. So for us, I didn't come from a, a restaurant or a bar atmosphere at all. I, I, I came from a finance company. Mm-hmm. So for me to get my hands dirty, so to speak, not only in the training, but then ongoing, you know, in, in the bar area and in, in the kitchen area, out in the front, I mean, in all areas was invaluable mm-hmm. because when we needed to improve or fix things or, or change some things up, I was able to relate because I'd been trained and I'd done it. So I, I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of franchisees come in and they hear, you know, two weeks, six weeks, six months training before you open. And they go, oh, do I really have to go through all that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you want to have any success at all, understand the business before you can start to work on your business, but you have to understand it at all levels to be able to make the improvements that you're going to inevitably have to make. And, I, and again, I mean, I, I, it is a balance, right? So the money comes in one place and you got to stop it from going out the other place. I'm not naive. I totally get that. But, but the reality is if you can't get the money in the front door, mm-hmm. you don't need a back door. <laughs> you know? cool. I mean, that was my whole point. And, and, you know, people say, Oh my God, you're out there clean and you're pregnant. Yeah. I'm cleaning because my girls need to figure this out. And if they don't figure it out, I'm not going to have a business to employ them or me. It won't matter. That's right. You know, and so it it just, 
to me, and that was like during the crash in 08 and 09, right? So what are you going to do? You're going to go sit in your office and cry about it? Or are you going to get out there and you're going to, I can't figure out where I'm supposed to be here on the screen. Or are you going to get out there and do something about it? You know, did, am I one who wants to go out and network with people? Not really, but I do it, right? There's stuff you do when you own a business. Not because you want to, but because you have to. And when you're shopping for a franchise, you need to ask. You know, I've read a couple FDDs, I'll tell you, just recently with my friend here. And some of them, the training that they're offering, it sounds pretty good. But guess what? If you want to see them after your grand opening, oh, well, that's going to cost you. And 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 I'm thinking... Wow, really? So (laughs) if I don't make money because I'm not well-trained, the franchisor is not going to make money either. Isn't it in the franchisor's best interest to make sure that I am as as successful as I can be? Because if I make more money, so do they. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Instead, they want to nickel and dime me for the extra skills that I need to be successful. Yeah, they, they, they have their action on the wrong line. They got it on the bottom line. They need to look at the franchise owner because that's where their money comes from. Right. Once, once they satisfy that person, give them the right training and everything else that he needs, then the bottom line will be satisfied. So then you say, okay, development people, am I an expense to you or am I an investment to you? Mm-hmm. Right? Because if, if I'm just an, an expense going for, for your people to come train me, then I should be an investment. Do you know how much money they make off franchisees every year? I mean, come on. You're talking, about, you know, a pittance to send somebody out there to train. Yeah. So, and I think, I think Anne, you know, we didn't, she didn't touch on this. We didn't ask about it because of the time constraints. But think about the transition that she said she did in 12 days. Mm-hmm. Okay. She also got the group, the franchise advisory council on board the whole bit. It, I mean, think about how much training they needed to provide and collaborate on to pull that off. So, oh, I mean, yeah, that, that to do that. I mean, that's that's a franchisor that that absolutely provides ongoing training. There's no question. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Not only that, think about that IT team. I mean, another thing in this show is not about IT necessarily right now, but to make sure the um, the franchisor you're looking to invest in has an amazing IT team. I mean, 12 days. I've never seen an IT team move that quickly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And I love IT people, but 12 days? And the other thing is, I think we've danced around a couple different areas of training that I think are important for, for, for the people listening to this is, is you need to be trained on, on how, to, how to make the business profitable, right? So you need to know your numbers. That's, that's kind of what they mm-hmm. say. Need to know your, but you also need to be trained on how to manage and run your business. Now, one thing that a lot of franchisors are very, very weak in is they stick to you know, how to manage it, how to run the numbers. That's great. But if you have a business that involves a lot of people that you have to lead, 
there's very few franchisors out there that, I mean, that's why I was kind of blown away by Anne, because she exhibited such great leadership of her company that, that, that that's the part that you, a lot of times with franchisees, you have to go find on your own, you know, how do I make myself better leader so I can lead my people and that they're going to teach you how to manage it. They're going to teach you how to, how to run the numbers. But a lot of times they fall short and just assume, well, you know, you just, you take care of your staff. Well, guess what? The, 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 the weakest part of most people is the ability to lead others. You are so you know, right. 85, 85% of business success comes from the technical skill. I mean, 15% comes from the technical skills. 85% of your success is going to be on your ability to lead and motivate others. You are and, so right. And that, I would, is the de- that is the definition between management and leading. And yep. Yes, and that's, that's what I picked up with Ann. And you want to find, whether it's the Huntington or some other, you want to be able to find franchisors who, who have that best of both worlds, who, who can help with that aspect too, or, or, or at least have it top of mind that that's important to them. Otherwise, you're going yeah. to go find it on your own anyways and train yourself. No big deal. Go in with your eyes open knowing that. Yeah. Well, it does, I think, make a, a long-term dis- difference in the health of a franchise. You know, don't, don't you think, I mean, if you go to a no, convention no. and you have a strong leader, I mean, you know, Ray, great example. We've seen that, right? Our, our old leader who's at the Lash Lounge, right? Yeah. Big change. You go to a convention with someone like that who's dynamic, true leadership, passion, and the room is rocking. Yeah. I mean, people are pumped up, excited, and then you go to a convention with another leader. And it's like you're in a morgue. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's re- and, you, and that's when you leave, right? You want people, when they hang up the phone from a conference call, when you're done with a meeting, right? Fred, that little thing you have above my head reminds me of a shirt that my husband has that says, the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> And really, like some leaders, that's how they think that you manage, right? Is that you just manage that way. And and that doesn't work. I've had managers like that. It doesn't work. Um, but but it's, it, you know, it's the difference. In leadership, we used to say it, it, it stinks from the head down, right? And so mm-hmm. having strong leadership at the top is so, so important. Well, and, and all the way down, my team leaders, right? They're a team leader of two people. What, what, one of the things that What's right? you can describe a good leader uh, is passion. Because you can tell when a person has a passion for what they're doing or they're just, uh, just a job. Exactly. Exactly. So training in all areas. And again, as a new franchisee, I mean, if you, it's what, you know, the old saying, whatever starts off bad usually ends bad. If you don't have rock solid training in the very beginning, if you, if they're not dedicated to their training, if, if if and if you're not willing to go through the training and, and really be trained and learn the systems, which Anne had alluded to, also, you're setting yourself up for failure as opposed to success. Totally. So, so yeah, absolutely. You know the training. You know when you're vetting out your franchisors, you want to really dial in and make sure that. You know exactly what's expected of you in the training and what you expect of them in the training. Because you you don't want to you don't want to spend all that money 
open, you know, turn the key and go, shoot, this wasn't covered in my training. What do I do? Yeah. You might as well have opened up your own business, you know, without being a <laughs> franchise. Right? Yes, absolutely. That's true. Well, I'll tell you, I'll toast to all those who are brave enough to go a hundred percent all alone without a franchise, because I mean, I think about, being a franchisee is a pretty tall order in and of itself. And so the people who go out there without a system, it's what we're doing times a hundred percent more. <laughs> and they're, they're I don't have it in. The, yeah. They're creating the system as they go along. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. That, and, and, yeah. And again, I very entrepreneurial, you know, nothing, nothing against that, but you know, the reason I bought a franchise was for the training was for the systems was to kind of turnkey everything and speed up the process. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, listen, this is about to uh, wrap up our show for Pillars of Franchising this week. I hope you all had a great time listening to Anne Huntington Sharma with Huntington Learning Centers. What a great lady, fantastic program and franchise she's got going there. And I'd like to thank um, Ray and David for joining me in our Million Dollar Mentor segment today that we flip-flopped around so um, we could get Ann out on time for her busy, busy schedule. And Fred, as always, Mr. Creative behind the scenes, thank yes. you for uh, bringing us on air today. Would you and like the to, fireworks, uh, for those who are watching and not listening, are for all those creative entrepreneurs out there who come up with weird ass ideas like Yeah.